hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? It is March 5th, 2015, and you're listening to the 50th Talking Games podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening I am joined by Ms. Jackie Turner. Hello. Mr. Bob Newmeyer. Hi. And Justin Townsend. Hello. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. It's a, a lovely night. It is, isn't it? We're, we're just anticipated for our little road trip tomorrow. Yeah, well, this is like Christmas Eve for you uh, guys. Yeah, well, I'm all packed, and I'll go home and relax and sleep until the afternoon, and then, you know, be ready for the nice drive. I haven't packed anything yet. Yeah. Can you actually relax? Just for you, for everybody that's listening that doesn't know, uh, Justin and Rob are actually leaving for PAX uh, tomorrow afternoon. Now, are you able to, like, rest and sleep before something like this? Uh, well, no, because... I don't mind driving. I do get, you know, antsy. Oh yeah, a little antsy. Um, it'll it'll be interesting because I know I'm going to go home. I have a couple of things I want to finish up and You've and been play packing tonight for two weeks. No, right? no, no, not packing. I'm done. <laughs> That's all done. I'm talking about a couple of things that I want to play and finish up. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if I do get to sleep. I hope you do. This is my first year not driving. Oh well, okay. So it'll be this interesting. Is my, this is are, my are first. You, are you nervous about handing over the reins? No, I'm. I'm. I'm actually excited. I don't have to actually worry about driving this year, which is nice. That's great. I have. I have water and soda and snacks. I got and... lots of beef jerky. Justin, oh, you got a yeah. six pack as well, right? That's oh, what yeah. I'd be doing. Oh, you would oh, be. You know me. <laughs> you know me. I've got, the, I've got the six yeah, pack ready yeah. to go. <laughs> uh, and then I have like all the food that I'll pack into, you know, the backpack, so you don't have to buy anything in the convention center. Right. Uh, Do you have to sneak the food in? Like no, 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 no. They're no, they cool about it. They don't care. They don't oh, care. That's good. Uh, <laughs> bottles of water. I have tons of water for all of us, so we don't have to worry about that. So, you know, I just like to be prepared so I can relax right. the night before. All right. Well, instead of running down the, uh, we'll go over the show notes in a minute. We'll, um, while we're on the topic, we might as well jump into uh, a little bit more as to what you guys, what are you looking forward to? Where are you staying? How long will you be gone? Um, what are you bringing back for me? Yeah, like. It, does this does this I'm year feel you, I'm different? Bring you guys back something. Uh, it doesn't feel different. I mean, I'm excited uh, to be going with Rob. This is our first year going together. Um, my buddy Eric and uh, and I always go, so we're we're not used to having a third, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, so we're going up. We usually would leave very early on Friday morning, uh, like at you know one a.m. Drive straight to Boston, mm-hmm. get online outside, uh, just. By uh, happen chance, uh, this year I was arguing with Eric. I'm like, I really want to stay at the hotel that's connected to the convention center. Been wanting to do it since we've been going, and he's always like, No, it's too expensive. We can't do that. No. So we stay like a mile away. And this year I was like, I don't care. We're just doing it. We're we're just mm-hmm. gonna do it. Yep. And uh, it's a good thing that we are because it's about two degrees in Boston right now. I think. Oh. And they're under uh, eight feet of snow. Yeah, they're under like eight feet of snow. The, the show is in a month earlier than it usually is, and um, so we'll be able to like bundle up really, really warmly, yeah. and then get inside, go do whatever we're going to do first, and then we'll be able to walk back to the hotel room without actually walking outside dump all the extra clothes right. off and then head back to the show floor. Well, let me tell you something from experience from my, um, there was a concert series I would go to several years in a row called all tomorrow's parties. And like all of the bands would stay on site at the, um, like where the thing was happening. The one year that we decided to stay outside of that, it was, it was the worst. It was only a 20 minute walk to the venue, 
but it was pouring rain out the entire weekend. Oh, we've we've run into that before. Yeah. So staying on site for the little bit more money that that you'll pay for it, it's so worth it. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So game wise, what are you? Because they announced what was going to be there. What what's like? What are your target games that you really want to see? Uh, well, I'm super psyched because. Square Enix sent out that they're going to have the Final Fantasy Typo demo. Ooh, um, I want to play that. Yeah, so I'm super psyched to go try that out. And they're giving out prints, like free prints, oh, if, nice. you, if you play it. I haven't that been I excited about, about a Final but... Fantasy game in a while, and, uh-huh. and that one looks super sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have fun with that. Um, but honestly, other than that, like the indie section is a huge draw. Uh, I'm kind of really really digging and going to play arcade games they always set up like a nice section where you can go and play old arcade games that's nice uh and then just a couple of panels and then hanging out with friends that that's that's really what it's going to be about for me this year you guys going to the giant bomb um that's friday night yep Mm -hmm. uh is Vinny gonna be there yes yeah yeah i'm so jealous they're there tomorrow they're getting in um today sorry it's okay (laughs) Uh, and then Bobby is actually going up with Brian. Brian. Oh, cool. Uh, Brian got a ticket, so nice. they're going to go to the Giant Bomb panel also. Very cool. For me, I'm excited. Uh, I like going in blind. For the indie section, I like going in blind, so that way I could just stop and be excited when I see something there. Uh, but I always look at the map of the main show floor so I could see what giant companies are going to be there. It's funny because I know how crazy he is about like wanting to be fresh on things. Yeah. And the other night they released a 17 minute, like first look slash, you know, gameplay of Firewatch. Ooh. And I, I ref- did, I watched it. I refuse to watch. It's absolutely amazing. I can't wait. Um, what was that for? Uh, PC. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping they announce it for consoles. Correct. Yeah. So last year is when they kind of announced it. They announced it at PAX. Yes. And they showed just some images and no one really had an idea. They just had kind of a, an idea of what the story was going to be like, mm-hmm. but now you know you get a little deeper into it. Um, voice acting is phenomenal. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm super stoked to go to High Res's booth. Uh, they're going to have Smite, which I've talked about on the show a ton, uh, but they're really pushing the Xbox One version of the game. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to try that out. And uh, the main thing I was really excited for was to go to Matiga. Uh, they're showing their game Gigantic, uh, which I've been super pumped to play i've been in line for with uh to get into the beta since i think like i don't know july Mm -hmm. uh but today at gdc microsoft announced that they're part or partnering with them and that the game will also be coming to xbox one with crossplay with the pc so i have friends that were going to be playing it on pc my pc's kind of busted uh, but now I can go ahead and play that with them uh, over console, which is really cool. And what is Gigantic? Gigantic is a, it's a MOBA, but it's it's moving away from the like um, I guess the the normal way that MOBAs play, like the Not, lines like on rails. It, kind no, of thing. It, it 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 almost looks more like a skilled shooter. It's like a shooter and a third person or action shooter MOBA just, together. It's really hard to explain, but uh-huh. it is one just, of the more gorgeous looking games I've ever seen. Yeah, it has like really freaky type characters. Yeah. Uh, it does. It looks beautiful. You know, Smite was a bit more about like a, a skill shot thing, and it looks like Motika's uh, taking Gigantic one step further with that. And just, 
insane characters, uh, robots, werewolf. No, they, they might. I think they have a couple of. They have like a deer. I know what, one uh-huh. of the characters is a deer. And then uh, they call it gigantic because the point is to get into the other person's base. But inside the base in, in uh, MOBAs, there's usually like a a titan or something that you have to fight and destroy to win. Well, in gigantic, these giant things are moving. And they actually like move. And so the your two things that you're trying to protect actually start fighting each other. Oh, cool. So it's a really, really exciting looking game that I've been looking forward to trying. And Sorry. knowing that it's coming to Xbox One just makes me more excited to play it. And yeah. then the rest of that is just looking at around at the indie stuff and uh, catching up with some friends. Yeah, I saw the other day that um, Xbox looks to be um, revealing more of their like their indie market coming soon. Yeah, and uh, Wasteland Two just got announced coming to um, Xbox One, mm-hmm. uh, and then they were showing some more stuff with like Cuphead and uh, I can't I mean, that game. Oh I my know, god, that game's, that game's super. Exciting. I can't okay. wait. I cannot wait for that game. I hope you guys get to see that or play it or something. Oh, I'm sure that they're going to have that there. That Microsoft has a. They're the only one of the big three. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo also has a presence there, but Microsoft is the one that usually comes right. out swinging at PAX. Uh, Sony usually is now, nowhere to be found. Do they debut new stuff at an event like this? Yes. yes they uh, do. This is like Wolfenstein was announced at a PAX a no, bit ago. No, I don't think it was announced at PAX. You know what? I take that back. It might have been announced mm-hmm. at a PAX. Not PAX East, but... PAX Prime? Yeah. Um... But they have it there. PAX is more about a community show than announcing things. Okay. So it's more about, you know, the communities and, and fans being able to get their hands on stuff and to see stuff maybe before mm-hmm. the development is finished. Like the big announcements usually come at E3. Right. We'll get into that stuff later. Excellent. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a really good time. Um, I'm sure you'll be tweeting and uh, and whatnot throughout yep. the show. We'll, um, we'll come back next week. We'll have a, a big rundown to get through. Fantastic take some notes oh yeah we're gonna take a lot of notes awesome awesome all right cool well i hope you guys have a safe trip and that uh you know everybody just has a really good time and if you get to see the guys from giant bomb they don't know me but tell me i said hi <laughs> i'll say steve says hey yeah they'll be like who are you just just give Vinny like some finger guns for me and like you know wink at him and what are those that's not weird no not weird at all He'll know what it means. Though. If you want to get evicted on the very first day. <laughs> um, so anyway, all right, cool. So this is our 50th show. We got a pretty big show for you this week. Uh, we're going to be telling you about some games we played. We're going to be announcing the winner of our Amiibo giveaway contest. Um, this past week, we put out the word. Uh, if you followed and RT'd the tweets, uh, we are new Twitter guru uh, at Nintendad. Chris is actually has been good enough to provide us with a couple of things to give away. So expect over the next couple of weeks, whatever, um, we'll have more and more stuff to give you guys. Uh, and other than that, we have our main topic for tonight, which is going to be some self-appointed gaming goals for the year 2015. Basically uh, what we want for ourselves and, and for the site in um, just wanting to grow our gamership throughout the year. You know, you should always have, goals in mind, things you want to aspire to, even if it's just gaming and it's hobbies, uh, it's important to have goals. So we're going to do that. And uh, we're going to answer a couple of your listener questions to close out the show. Uh, So for right now, though, we're going to get into some of the games that we played this week. And I'm actually going to toss it over to Jackie, because I very much want to hear your thoughts about The Order 1886. Do you? Do you want to hear my thoughts about this? I really do, because I've I've had a... (laughs) plethora of of people tell me uh-huh. many different things and i have managed to remain 
completely neutral still, mm-hmm. and I still have a lot of excitement for playing this game. All right. What did you think of it? Well, I'll give I'll give you my point of view, and then Justin will not be able to help himself. All right, go for <laughs> it. Because we've been arguing about this all week. This is why we're here. Um, so I almost finished it. I got to the last level and got stuck and had enough. So I almost finished the game. Um, the problem I have with it is that it's 90% story. Like long, long cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, not much. You know, you're walking through the level. A lot of the levels force you to walk through at a very, very slow speed. Mm. It looks... It's one of the best looking games I've ever, ever seen. Like yeah, it really does. Yeah. I mean, you can just stand and look out and it's breathtaking. It's really well done. Um, but really, apart from the three or four things you have to just go pick up in a level, you can't interact with any of it. Like okay. you really don't interact with anything. Um, you'll have a long cut scene and all of a sudden they'll quickly throw you a button prompt because now you have to quickly do something. Mm. Nine times out of ten, I would miss that because I'd lost concentration at that point. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't matter because when they restart it, it's the exact same button. So you just know, oh, all right, never mind. I'll just hit circle when it comes up again. Yep. So not exactly a challenge. Um, There's a couple of... A couple of the scenes really are breathtaking. I loved seeing the the werewolf. I love seeing like when the guy changes into it. It's really well done. It looks like a gothic horror movie, and that kind of thing's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, the point me and Justin were arguing about is for me when a game is based that much of the game is based on the story and not on the gameplay. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a real good story, and I just didn't find it was. I found it just a little derivative. It was a little dull, slow. It kind of felt like the setup for a whole world, right. you know, that they can base these games in. But if you're going to give me a game like this to set up a franchise, it's it's got to be fairly decent. And to me, I just, it was painful getting through it. Now, where the game, I mean, assuming you got to the last level, it's going to end shortly thereafter. Yeah. Do you have any desire whatsoever to play a sequel to find out more? No, that's the trouble. If I didn't even want to finish the game, mm-hmm. you know, and the trouble I had is that, you know, again, the, the combat in the game, there's nothing really new or original about it. It's interesting and it's kind of fun, but it's another one of these ones where you walk down a corridor, you have a big cutscene, you walk slowly down a corridor, you open the door and there's lots of conveniently placed crates and cabinetry. Just and you're balls. like, oh, all right, so I'm going to need to duck any minute now. I'm going to have to run for cover any minute now because... So, you know, it kind of feels like a lot of other games. It kind of felt like the combat in Last of Us. And the difference with this game is Last of Us had a compelling story that kind of made up for mm. the sometimes repetitive gameplay. And for me, this didn't have that. So you're saying for the little bit of gameplay that is there, that's very telegraphed. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. that, but it's that style of game. So that's my. Opinion. Rob keeps raising his hand. What's <laughs> going on over there? Yeah. So uh, Jackie finished it, quote unquote, finished it. <laughs> I guess that was Friday, was it? Yeah, I played it for two days and got to like the last level. Yeah. So I I went over her place to pick it up, uh, and she opened the door and just threw it right at my head. <laughs> like, Get this piece of shit out of here. Uh, so yeah, I I started it. I uh, probably made it. A little into chapter four, I am. And the first thing I immediately said to Justin is, like, I'm having fun with it. I don't mind it because I'm used to these kind of games. Mm-hmm. And to me, it feels like a game that should have been out day one when the PS4 was released. feels like, you know, it feels like a tech demo. You Ooh. know, this is what the system could do. This is how you can get stuff to look. 
um, you know, shadows. Uh, you can make items look beautiful. So yeah, to me, it just seems like it's shallow, right? Co- correct. It just seems like it, it was put out to show the capabilities of the system. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I'm having fun with it, so I'm not going to tra- You know, I'm not going to sit there and trash. Just because yeah. I will. <laughs> Justin, you look like you're holding something in. No, it's fine. I mean, I, I, it's not going to be on my game of the year list. It's I, I enjoyed it. I got a lot more out of the story than you did. I think I think part of it is that um, when it came out, the reviews were absolutely dreadful. So I feel like you're like, well, it wasn't as bad as I heard it was. So no, it's kind of good. No, I I I enjoyed the game. I, I I agree with Rob. It looks like a game that should have been out. It should have been out alongside Rise for Xbox One, which is the almost exact same type of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed Rise's story. I enjoyed the 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 scenery and the graphical power of Rise. I think it's the second best uh, looking uh, next gen game. Um, Rise was filled with QTEs, um, but I enjoyed like I I sat there and I was I was glad I played it. Um, but I I got a lot out of the Order story. I liked the writing. I liked the voice acting. The voice acting is really well done. The game is it's different. It's dripping with atmosphere. Like I don't need to walk through a level, like walk through a level and interact with everything. I can walk through a level and pick up everything that I need to know just by osmosis. I can enjoy. See, that's the problem I have with these: is that all of that stuff is true, but it just for me leaves a hollow kind of feeling because it's just if I want to see something like that, I'll watch a movie. Uh-huh. Or I'll you know I'll read a, a comic or something like that. To me, like if it's a game, you need to have a decent amount of gameplay, yeah, and the story has to you're the, you're be the good pers- enough. You're the person that will skip past any cutscene in any game if possible. You don't <laughs> care about story. Well, so see, that saying this that is saying though. the story doesn't really didn't really grab you doesn't surprise me because for the most part you don't give a crap about stories. But that is not entirely true because later on I'm going to talk about one that is entirely story-based that I very much loved. And I was saying I finished, I watched Jay play Valiant Hearts, okay, cry you, it again. You can't, you so can't talk when about the story Valiant So when the story is important and the story kind of, to me, is original and has something to say, then I'll engage in it. But this one, it was just a complete yawn fest for me. Mm. And in the beginning of the game, so you do the prison escape. And when you start with your main character again and they tell you to go meet the girl like down on the streets Mm -hmm. that whole walk from the top of the building where you're looking to where to go meet her and it's literally a walk you have to walk through the building figure out where to go climb out the window jump across climb down the ladder walk through you you can't sprint yet and (laughs) that walk if i would have timed it that walk probably is a good 15 minutes yeah that's 15 Um, minutes i don't think so oh Oh, yes it was i picked up all the collectibles along the way and it didn't take but there's like three collectibles that's it you know the rest of it is just a walk it had to have been 15 minutes yeah because it did it it seemed like 15 minutes Yeah. yeah it was at least 10 yeah, I, um, I didn't. I didn't time it, but like for me, that's, something, that's huge, not something that like jumped out to me. But there's huge sections of the game that are just like that. Yeah, walk but, along this. Walk along that. But usually, I, when you're you know, walking, there's something going on. There's a story. There's somebody talking to you. There's yeah, there's words me, being like spoken. The, but that's like the Assassin's Creed like tail missions. It's like I don't want to spend ten minutes following someone while they talk to me. Yeah. Tail missions are different because you have to stick. You have to stay a certain distance behind somebody, and like you're doing like a meta game in a game. It's like that. That's annoying to me. I didn't I hate mind the tail like missions too. Yeah, I but that's still it's still a way of forcing you to have 
story you know you're being given exposition while pretending to play the game if you're you not had playing. A, if you had to tell someone in this game you wouldn't be able to walk fast enough to, <laughs> to keep you know what i them. feel you know what i feel particularly bad for right now yes. the people that and this skyrim is filled with these but like the people that write like the apocryphas and the books and all the pages and diaries that you find throughout the games yeah. that like you find it and like somebody took the time to craft this like you know completely other tale that's happening within the world and yeah. you're just like you find it it's part of your collectibles and you never read it just boop gone no so I, in the order i actually read all that stuff but yeah. you see bobby brought up a really good point to me when i was talking to him about this is those uh, little cans you find like little wax recordings that mm-hmm. you know they're historically interesting or whatever you want to say you can only listen to them in the menu so you can't listen to them while you're walking doing something you have to stop the game and you have to press play and you have to sit there and listen to a five minute recording you never played the game never alone did you it was not five minutes. no i have it on my xbox you really I'm, i'd be very curious to see what your reaction would be to that game because it is very story based but in the way that the story is delivered by you act like actively participating and discovering things about the gameplay is when they give you more story yeah the see if it's done in an original way i don't mm. mind it's not you know not technically my kind of game all the time mm-hmm. but i don't mind it's just nothing about this grabbed me it just felt derivative i feel like i've seen movies and books and comics that I have done this before that have done this you know penny dreadful that's on like famous people in a story that they've manufactured around it and you know the whole galahad and a grain and like all this kind of stuff it's it just didn't feel original to me mm-hmm. none of it felt original it's been done every game is derivative of another game that's story like story wise not story wise yes a hundred percent story wise how many games do we see where you like you run into famous characters that's saying like yeah, assassin's creed is derivative right. of a previous assassin's creed or yeah, but don't you praise games that have originality and uniqueness okay so we uh, praise, what you're we, praise for? we praise the last of us it's an apocalyptic zombie story i didn't a hundred percent praise the last of us i would like to point out okay also because you don't <laughs> like story in games <laughs> that was a good one but still no, I'm just saying that for me, I like that genre. And so I just felt like I'd seen it before in other mediums. Sure. It just didn't okay. it just didn't get me. It really just didn't get me. I'm still really excited to play it. <laughs> I, it's worth playing. Like I, everyone I've talked to have, uh, mm-hmm. mostly has liked the game. And if people ask me, I say it's 100% worth playing. There's definitely like a be... solid hour of gameplay hidden in that 12-hour story. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so bitter. <laughs> That's fine, though. You know what? It's not. It won't be for everybody. People have been really divided on this title. And, you know, we've got we've got somebody that really, really got a lot out of it and liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. And then we have, you know, two two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So that's just the way it goes. Sometimes the walk is nine minutes. It's nine okay, minutes, so it's, so it's not fifteen minutes. But, but that feels a like a long time walk. in a game. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you um while we're while we're still talking about the game, uh, Rob? Do you have anything to say about your experience with it? Uh, I mean, definitely by next week, I'll I'll have it finished. There, there's really, like I said, I'm not complaining about anything, and with those, like I said, with those first gen games, this definitely should have been a first gen game. Uh, not first gen, you know, like games release first at release, yes. correct? Like first quarter. Uh, but that's like such a that's how they feel, right? Uh, not really, because a lot of those games are good, yeah. and it's it's good for what it is. I think they can build on this in a huge way, oh, by all means, because now that that the, the tech is built, the engines there, hmm. 
you know, then they won't have to spend but, this long. But does it just like does it come off as just a really pretty game of something that could have come out last generation? Like mm. use like the way that it's delivered with not being able to really go anywhere. Just from what I'm getting from what Jackie's saying, it sounds like like PS one esque as far as like what we were able to do back then, how we were able to explore. It definitely feels old school like in limiting some ways. In a way. Yeah. Like you can't like I said, you can't interact with anything. It looks lovely, but you're kind of mm-hmm. forced to walk down hallways and just look it's um, it's a guided experience. Yeah. Something yeah. okay. Like for them to have taken this long, because it it was supposed to come out much earlier. For mm-hmm. them to have taken this long, something major had to have happened. Um I feel like who they, knows they, yeah. who knows if there were parts cut out that we just don't know mm-hmm. about. Yeah, this is just a salvaged version. The early the early been. reports on the game was that it was a mess. Uh-huh. Like, combat was a mess. The frame rate was all over the place. And from what I've heard from what they've what their developers have said recently, I feel like they were going for a new kind of game and a new kind of experience. And if that's what they were going for, then maybe this game is a success for what they were looking for. It's just mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is a good place to take yeah. games i also don't think that this game is done making the rounds yet um in terms of where people are going to come down on it it's it's still a topic of conversation across twitter and other social media and stuff like that people are still evaluating it i have yet to play it so automatically just believe me don't believe justin <laughs> that's the key to it All right. <laughs> it's not it's not going to win game of the year but i felt it was worth playing so steve i'll, I'll be interested to see what you think of it best, actually our, our entire best graphics of 2015 oh, yeah. Yeah. well it wins yeah. that hands down so far no, it's not, it, it's, it's gonna, pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, cool. Yeah, that's one thing I will say. Metal Gear is coming out. That's true. September first. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Five. All right, so Jackie. So okay. Yes. So we we've talked about the order. Why don't you tell me about something that you really did enjoy? What else did you? Buy? Okay. Well, very briefly, I managed to finish Thomas Was Alone, which is an adorable little platformer. I really really like that game. Yes, the voiceovers and everything. It's uh, it's funny how attached you become mm-hmm. to Square and oblong characters. <laughs> but definitely worth a try it gets um, deep like it really it, does, it, it yeah. every piece is kind of a different emotion and a different yeah. a different part of people's insecurities there's a big philosophy behind that game that yeah. makes it very interesting to play the controls i found a little clunky they're not as responsive as i would have liked for a platformer no well i mean the, but it's not really what it's about right i mean the yeah. the, the game it's very um stiff yeah yeah so but again it's not really you know it's a, it's a very interesting concept you game. know how that started right like that was actually a glitch and they they developed the game around a glitch, which is very meta. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean yes. I from from like the the seed that that game grew from. Um, I the really music really appreciate is it. Fantastic in it as well. Yeah. Really good atmospheric music. Oh, there you go. The uh, order has very good music. Okay. Atmospheric music. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I remember Justin was you left um you left a track for us on at your place last week yep. and had us listen to it. Yeah, it was really good. Card. Uh, did you guys play Thomas Was Alone? Either you finish that? No. No. It's good. It's really That's good. definitely one it's to really go short. have it on my Vita. Yeah, it's it super short. It's really good. Really good. Um, I jumped into GTA Five very briefly, mm-hmm. uh, which was... I <laughs> I have trouble with those kind of games because I think I've said before, like even when I play Skyrim or anything like that, I have a really hard time being the bad guy. So GTA, I spent a lot of my time waiting at lights, trying not to hit other cars. Oh, come on, Trying Jackie. to avoid the pedestrians. <laughs> and it got to the point where I got stuck on, Justin talked about this like 25 shows about ago, but I got stuck because I had to tow a car and it was, I, just, I could not park the damn car for the life of me. Failed the mission three times. Could get to the yard, couldn't park it. Driving me crazy. 
So I, um, yeah, so I have a problem with the bad decisions, but one of our listeners actually wrote to me and pointed out something that's very funny. Um, Mark Salcedo at Abaddon1059. Uh, he said, last year was my year of growth. This year should be my year of evil. So I'm going to try that. I'm You're off to a fantastic start. <laughs> Embrace <laughs> the evil. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. going to try and be a bad person in GTA. Yeah, because Jackie wanted to jump into the online stuff. Uh, Steve, you had jumped in for a little bit this week also. Yeah, that went well. <laughs> and so I told her, I was like, to get used to the controls, just go into the single player game, play through a couple of missions, get used to the gun control, targeting system, how the cars drive. Obviously, the tow truck is not indicative of how oh, cars, because you will never, driver. you will never go into the online mode and say, "Okay, I want to get into a tow truck." Right, uh, exactly. Although now know. I kind of want that to. very first yeah. mission where you get to choose like one of the two sports cars, you have to drive it. That whole thing was like missing the front by the time I got it there. Oh, I right. scratched the whole side up. Like <laughs> I, I rolled it three times. I actually got stuck between a wall and a lamppost. And I could not get out of there for like five minutes. Just had to keep revving the engine. That was uh, horrible. I love during the first mission where they're like, you know, so oh, Simon, like, you know, he doesn't want these cars to be too damaged. And immediately after that line of dialogue was done, just this huge <laughs> truck comes around, around and smashes into me. I'm like, well, so much for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I trashed that car too. Hope you didn't need that axle. <laughs> so now with, with heists coming on March 10th, um, and a lot of new game modes and stuff that they're putting yes. into the game. Uh, it's just going to be super exciting because mm. a, a lot of people are still jumping in. Um, I would like to start a community event um, yeah. like well, I would around like to, March 10th. Because I experienced what you talked about. And when I jumped into the GTA Online thing, I don't really know how to like mute people or not listen or anything. So I, I was muted. Um, but... I put my headphones down for a minute. I could hear voices and I picked it up. And honest to God, it sounded like Tommy from the Rugrats. He was oh, like yeah. talking to this other guy and he's like, did you accept my friend request? The squeakers. I was like, yeah. Jesus, this kid's like six. Yep. Oh, it's terrifying. You're just dating yourself for the Rugrats reference, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Rugrats is the best. Oh, no, that's, I'm sorry. That's Doug. <laughs> Tommy Pickles. He's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so, no, I, yeah. I told you. It's not like I, I was making that Pickles. <laughs> it's yeah. either that. 15 miles in the snow. <laughs> It's either the kids or it's like older guys fighting about something stupid. It's really weird. Well, this and, then, is the, yeah. and then being racist to each other. And this is the thing. I've talked about this on the show before, but it's never been more apparent to me. I hated being in a room with people and having my name as my PSN name. This is the game It's felt worst for doing that. Destiny, it was always kind of weird. But this is the game because you can hear people talking and like you're racing and it's it says Jackie Turner right above my head. There are there are more people than you think that that have names like God, that too. I hope so. So. You know you somebody who does the same thing, <laughs> and <laughs> you don't have to worry because you're not talking. So right, I just don't want to hear like, people talking shit about me either. No, 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 they're not. They're not. You're going to be muted. You're not even going to listen to to what yeah. people are saying. And but eventually, a nice community. Like what, what Hugh and I did this week, um, we printed out a map of the 50 stunt jumps around Los Santos. And I like how you said that's something that I would have done. Oh, it is. It totally is. <laughs> and Nick said the same thing. So it's not like just me that said it. So we printed out You're the completely map. right. Right. And, uh, and you do. You get an achievement for doing all the stunt jumps. So we went to the first one, sitting there. We tried it about four or five times. And it's like, you know, cars are so hard to handle over jumps so we were like, okay, we didn't own bikes. Let's go buy bikes. We went and bought dirt bikes and and just regular street bikes. And over the course of two nights, we 
printed out the map and we would X out as we did one. <laughs> nice. And we left the last jump, which is over like a big patch of ocean onto a little island with a lighthouse. And you have to make it to you have get to the make achievement. It. Right. If, you, if you land your car in the water, then you have to pay insurance costs for it. Um, so <laughs> if you have a very expensive car, you could just be losing nine, $10,000 a drop right. with the bikes. The bikes, you only have to pay a couple hundred bucks every time that you total your bike. Um, and we couldn't, we couldn't do that jump. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So finally Hugh did it. And I was waiting couple of minutes for my mechanic to to bring me my bike and the cops were after us of course (laughs) (laughs) i just jumped into one of the sheriff's cars took it around made the jump and landed and then it was over nice popped that achievement nice awesome yeah and now it's so we feel like so empty it's like okay well now we really have no reason to drive motorcycles around anymore so we have to go back into our cars and our cars are nice, but <laughs> doing the jumps and stuff, it was, it was well, so you two fun. have to take me on a tour around all the silly things today. Yeah. I oh, need to, definitely. I need to be there yeah. for that because I was lost uh-huh. when well, I jumped I wa- on. I, Justin, I want you to do the jumps because oh, okay. I think you would have a trip. Oh, I, I, I ran across a few of them in the game. Uh-huh. I mean, I jumped into GTA online for the first time this week. Uh, I'd beaten the game a couple of months ago and just never got into it. The first thing I did when I, I got in was Nick woke up to me and I shot him in the head. <laughs> and then I got that, that seems to be a theme of, of your games this week. It's just killing people. <laughs> killing Nick uh, mostly. Uh, that's hilarious. Yes. So I'm looking forward to getting a little bit more time in there. What would you really play? Mm-hmm. What I really played that I I've been going crazy about, I've literally done it in two days, is The Wolf Among Us, which came out in two thousand thirteen, I think on the PC, but came out for retail uh November last year. Mm-hmm. So it's a telltale games. Now, when I decided I wanted to start playing Telltale games, Justin had played them all, and I was like, what should I play first? He's like, do The Walking Dead first. So, all right, fine. So I played The Walking Dead, really good, enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Wolf Among Us outdoes it a hundred times over for me. It really does. It's a fantastic game. The look is amazing. Uh, I, I mean, I've read the Fables comics, and it kind of really does them justice. It really replicates that whole feel. Cool. The story is engrossing. Um, coming from England, and if we have listeners across the pond, they'll back me up on this, but our TV consists mainly of murder mysteries. That's an English thing. There's Poirot, Miss Marple, Midsummer Murders. Red Dwarf. (laughs) Not Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf rules. It's the worst. I love Red Dwarf. But but we have, you know, murder mysteries are my thing. I love them. I read Agatha Christie, and that's what this is. And it's exciting. It's like you first start, and there's a murder that happens, and you're looking for clues, and you think it's this person and then it turns out it's this and then there's red herrings. And and I was the whole way through completely engrossed in trying to figure out who did it, trying to make the right decision so that I can, as Big B the Wolf, detect my way through this crime. I was completely sold on it the entire way through. Hmm. Um, the combat system in it is exciting and dynamic, way more than it ever was in The Walking Dead, in well, my opinion. To be fair, The Walking Dead was their first, like, their yeah. first game. And like, you said Walking Dead Season 2, they improve they, it. They right? improve it a good amount. Yeah. Hmm. Well, in The Wolf Among Us, it's exciting. Yeah. Like when stuff starts happening and you're trying to hit those prompts and you're trying to go the right way. And it, it's definitely it's really cool. It's definitely their their most engaging combat. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, for their games. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this is not, you know, it's not a, a combat, traditional combat. Right. But for their games, this is the best one I've seen. I mean, I've played Game of Thrones. 
which is their most recent one. This, for me, it tops all of it. I've really enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah. The ending is very enigmatic. It's very... Um, they do it in a way that if they never make another one, it's completely satisfying. Okay. If they want to, they've set it up. They could, they could make a sequel to this, and it could be a factor. But it's mm. really, really great ending. It's very... Well, it's open-ended they, they leave it really well done where it's like they yeah. could leave it as a standalone well, I mean. thing and yeah. then that's what i mean You're, could, you feel satisfied yes. if they don't make another one mm-hmm. i personally would love to go back and have and play big b again i would love to have you know the chance to get back into this world and, and do it all again right i can't recommend it enough like for you know like i said mm-hmm. telltale games this is my number one i really loved it yeah i feel horrible i'm like i started the walking dead when i was in canada and I got through the first episode and I got, I believe, maybe halfway through the second right. and forgot to transfer my file onto a thumbstick before I left. Oh. <laughs> so I left my saves for The Walking Dead back in Canada. So now I'd have to start all over again. And I'm I'm like struggling to, to get go up to, to steam go to go to the Wolf Among Us first. That, no. you I want honestly I want to play both like it's yeah. that's regardless of my trepidations of the game I do want to experience them and I do want to see what people are talking about I don't think that I've had enough time or have gotten far enough with them yeah. to make like a true judgment call um, well I'll give you I'll give you a good way of which one's better in the Wolf Among Us you get to see the little mermaid's boobs so there's that there oh, I've seen that. them <laughs> I've seen them I've seen them a lot <laughs> you know just put now though. When you write about Disney stuff for a living <laughs> and you have to go searching for images, you find a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. So, so. that is yeah, I really, really hmm. enjoyed that this week. I'm really glad I played and I would recommend it hands down to anyone to play that game. Awesome. And it's, you know, all about the story. And I enjoyed it. So yeah, clearly yeah. your generalization of my gaming habits I'm sorry. was a little off. I'm sorry. One, you could just one or two games out good. of the 50-something games you played <laughs> this year. If you just stopped at I'm sorry, we could have just been good and moved on. So let's just stop there. <laughs> Your evilness is really showing. Hey, Justin. What's up? Let's talk about Dying Light, you let's and me. Let's do that. What did you think? I liked it. I mean, it is the best broken game I've played in a long time. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, they tweak, If they would have tweaked some things here or there, I mean, for me, it would have at the end of the year really been high on my list, I think. Okay. I, I really, really ended up enjoying the game in spite of the fact that it's constantly shooting itself in the foot. All right, because the last time I talked to you, you were like, I'm so done. He was with frustrated this game. with like, it. You were really frustrated. I was super frustrated. Like, the trophies aren't unlocking. I couldn't play co op. Um, that bug still still works for me. I, I'm not even bothered trying anymore. Um, so, yeah, like, I'll never get the platinum in that game unless I restart it completely, which I have no there's, desire there's to. There's no do. chance of that happening. Yeah, no. Uh, but I was just like on a mission to beat it this weekend, and um, yeah, same here. I probably went through the last sixty percent of the game in like two nights, uh, and I, I mean, I really like it. There, there, there are really interesting ideas in that game. I, I like the penalty for dying, uh, but I don't like the penalty for dying and then being like, okay, now you're all the way back at a safe house, unless you're like in a mission. Yeah, but even with some of the missions, I, I remember there's this one where you're trying to like bring down this building in the first part of the game in the first area of the game you're bringing down this building and you'd be like on the like third or fourth floor and it's like oh, i died and it's like all right now you're all the way back outside go do it all over again like that was driving me crazy see the thing that sent me over the edge was exactly that it was the mission where you have to go and screw the bulbs mm-hmm. and climb all the oh, way up the bridge yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you know up the big ladder and walk across 
stupid little thing. I jumped across and went to grab a ledge, and it didn't grab. So I got, I'm blaming myself. Right. Know, I'm not going to blame the system for not grabbing the ledge. <clears throat> yep, fell all the way down. Safe house is at least, you know, a five-minute trek back yeah. around and up the bridge. So. I mean, stuff like that. The stuff like that's super frustrating. But like, I, I, I did like the idea of penalizing you when you die, like taking away experience. And mm-hmm. uh, That's fine. That yeah. I have no problem with. I, a couple other tweaks here and there. Um, and the, I mean, the game, I think, really would have like shined at the end of the year when, we're, when we start making lists. But I, I liked the ending. I liked. Uh, did you? Yeah, I did. Like, I liked how it was pretty much incorporating, like, like a lot of games do this, where it's incorporating everything you've learned throughout the game, and then making you do it. So, I'm not, no spoilers here. But the end of the game is, I mean, the, the game is about parkour. The end of the game puts you through this like parkour rundown, where yeah. you're in a place and you've got to run through, and you've got to make your jumps and run across rails and do another jump and. Avoid avoid the infected, and uh, I thought it was like it was, I thought it was rather exciting. Okay, see, this is this is where we're we're gonna differ. Um, I thought the the last half hour of the game was really weak. Really? Yeah. How come? Okay. Um, we we will most likely talk minor spoilers here uh, for those of you that are either playing or have not played Dying Light. But in order to have this conversation, uh, I will try to be as vague as possible. But we shall see. Okay, here's the thing. I appreciate them, like, you know, asking you to take everything that you've learned throughout the game and apply it to making, like, that final trek where you have to, you know, the the lead bad guy, he's at the top of a tower and you have to make it to the tower. But the path that you have to take, the inside of the building stuff was fine. But when you got to the outside of the building... They gave you all those little teeny tiny little two-by-fours and beams and shit to walk across... That is the most, that is not fun to me. Like, you want to talk parkour, I want to be, you know, hoofing it over rooftops and and leaping from thing to thing to thing, not precariously walking over planks and then possibly the wind blowing me off of them and having to start all the way back. I think the wind can blow you off, Steve, because the wind never blew me off. I think it's it's like just like, you're like, you know, you're on a tight little ledge there. Like, there's this one part where you're on this like, two by four and you're actually having to like jump over something and land back on the two by four yeah and then duck under something and then jump over something that part was the part was a little harrowing because you look down you're like that's a far way down no no that that aspect of it like the vertigo and and all of that was cool but i just i i like things to ramp up and and for me like falling or jumping from one ledge to the other and having to like make it across five separate things that if you don't land on that one little piece, you fall and you get pushed back. It's kind of like what Jackie was talking about before with the quick time events, which brings us kind of to the end of the game, where the whole thing is very scripted for you and it winds up being a quick time event in the end. And after like the third or fourth time that I had missed one of them and having to go through the sequence over and over again, it lost like all effectiveness for me listening to him give the same dialogue come at me with the same attacks press the same button i just for me personally i would much rather have gotten to the top and have them given me like a three to four minute like in-game cinematic of this like epic fight at the end and to have had the 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 final dude just go out in a in a more epic way 
Like, oh, yeah, I mean that would have been fine by me if they had just done all cinematics. Like, but I liked I liked the like the running around leading up to that part. I what I wanted was to trap him in a room of some sort and have like a lever that you open up and like these gates open up and all the all zombies just flood into the room and devour the crap out of him. That would be nice. That would have been awesome. Um, but you know, not to not to say that the the end of the game spoiled it for me in any way. I actually was quite shocked by how much fun I had throughout the game. Like there were constantly points in the game where I was just appreciating the um just how involved I was with my actions, the first person view, the kind of parkouring like uh mirror's edge, bashing things in the head, finding all these arbitrary weapons. Um one of my favorite things was finding those zombie statues. Yeah. And like some of them were in the strangest places. Yeah. Just so weird. Like I opened up a, a medical cabinet on the wall and then next to the gauze, there was one of them. And this was just some random ass house that I happened to stumble upon and break into and pick up like, you know, some duct tape and some plastic. And there's like a, a statue underneath the bed mm-hmm. or it's like shoved into like a corner in the wall that you have to reach your arm in and pull it out. I- like, I would love to meet the effing person that makes the those maps that show where all the the statues are. Yeah. Because the amount of time involved in something like that must be insane. Mm-hmm. And you know like you doing it, you know there are other people that are running through for the same thing to try and get a completed map. Yeah. Uh like just like I said before I was looking for the stunt maps for where all the stunt jumps were. There's a lot of maps out there. You know, you just pick the first one that comes up. Mm-hmm. You know, they all sat there and spent hours upon hours making something like that. Oh, yeah. Right. So someone's push and drive to be the actual first one to get it out and get it published. Yeah. So you get all the clicks. It's crazy. Yeah. I will say one thing. I uh, The game the game has some bugs, some like serious weirdness going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this one point where you have to go from the second part of the game, uh, like the second area back into the sewers yeah. and then you leave the sewers and you're supposed to come back to the place that you were when i left it didn't put me back to the place i was it put me in the tower which is in the first the first yep. building right that happened to me too what? so what's really strange is that there was a quest an open quest i had to go back to the tower and talk to somebody so i walk through this door and then all of a sudden i'm in the tower and i'm th- i'm asking about a person and i'm like wait a second where am i and then before i could actually answer that question Remember the Matrix, how he was in that white room and yeah, all yeah. the guns come flying at him? It did the reverse thing for me. It just kept me still and just shot the game backwards. Like everything in the scenery, at, in like oh, the wow. blink of an eye, just all started moving backwards until I was back at the door on the bridge hmm. to go to Old Town, to, like, to, to the second area of the game. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a game. My favorite glitch uh, to date doing the show still is uh, last week I was talking about that Walking Dead glitch where it was just the crotches delivering the dialogue i was cracking up i should have taken some screenshots um but yeah like i was saying with the um with the statues just how random those were placed and all these different things to me it finding them and finding them in the most random of places makes me feel like my gaming experience is unique like I don't know how many other people found that particular statue. Like when you're making your way up to the elevator shafts to try and get up into the tower and just randomly placed within one of the elevator shafts on the wall 
is one of those statues. This is the weirdest place yeah. to find one of those things. Who else found that? I don't know. I don't know how many people Anybody found going that. for the platinum. Right. Well, there's that. Yeah. So nobody then. Some people have it. Like, <laughs> no, um, some people have the some platinum. Some people have the platinum. It, like, it just like the trophies are glitched for only like certain percentages of the population. Oh. Mm. So like one of them is like a 30% glitch. Only like 30% of players have the glitch. And I was just one of them. It's mm. like, ah, oh well. So yeah. So overall, you, uh, I liked you enjoyed it. it. I mean, I, I, I liked it a great deal. Um, yeah, I did too. If they cleaned up some of that other stuff, the, the glitches, the, the weird co-op glitch thing that would prevented me from playing co-op for the most part. Mm-hmm. I uh, I would have really, really, really liked the game more than I did, but I still enjoyed it a great amount. Let me ask you this, and then we'll move on. One more thing. Um, what did you think of the story? I thought it was surprisingly good. Okay. I uh, For a zombie story, I thought it was pretty well done. Did you uh, connect with any of the characters, not, like, like I, the people that died? Did you care? I, you know, I, I thought I thought one of the deaths was pretty surprising. Uh, no spoilers, so I'm not going to say who it was. But there was a death, and it's like, I did. I honestly didn't see that coming. I did not think they were going to kill off this character, and they ended up doing it. And uh, like I was surprised by that. And uh, I, I mean, it's a zombie story. It's not going to win. You know, it's not going to win awards on its story. But mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Um. And aside from that, you got to play a little bit of Hell Divers. Yes, I'm like on an indie kick right now because there's so many of them coming out. Uh. So in the next couple of weeks, I mean, Ali Ali Two came out pre for PlayStation Plus yesterday. On I loved Ali Ali. Uh, Hell Divers, which I've been excited about for a while, and then upcoming is like Axiom Verge, Shovel Knight, um, Titan Souls, uh, Bastion. I well, Bastion and Shovel Knight. I cannot wait for you to play those. Yeah, I'm excited about those. So I could finally tell Bobby the transistor was better. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. Nope. Uh, but I've been. I, you know, that's the only that sucks that what? that's going on. Just that whole transistor oh, thing. No. And I know you guys are ribbing like yeah, at each other and stuff. But Bastion, well, yeah. Now you have it like so built up for you that you know if you truly don't like it it's going to be weird yeah but i, I can appreciate quality so okay. even if i do like transistor better it's it's probably just going to be like because transistor was the first one i played maybe if bastion was the first one i played mm-hmm. it would go the other way okay uh but yeah i mean they uh they showed hell divers at the first e3 conference that the ps4 was at and uh, it was one of their like indie games that they, they they showed in like a montage, and I was super excited about it. Uh, twin stick shooter, uh, top down view, four players, and extremely difficult. Uh, that's that that's the idea that they were giving. And so these uh it comes from the studio that did Magica. And so what's going to happen is you're going to go into uh they riff on um, Starship Troopers a ton, Jackie's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> And uh, so you're in this intergalactic war and you're fighting bugs and cyborgs uh, and you start by fighting the bugs. And uh, a lot of the trophies uh, are riffs on Starship Troopers. Um, I have a list of some of them which are really good and I'll I'll pull them up in a second. Uh, But what's cool about the game is that, you know, most twin twin stick shooters are forgiving in a way like they don't take into consideration friendly fire, which is hard sometimes because, I mean, you got a lot of things going on on the screen. This game is all about punishing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so friendly fire always on, and uh, awesome. everything is trying to kill you. We I mean, could never play that together. You would be so angry at me, Rob. How would I? How did I do last night? I jumped into the stream to watch for about twenty minutes. I I had some work I had to finish up, and the first thing that happened was Justin shot Nick 
in the back <laughs> and then proceeded to say that was not me when I clearly saw it. He was like, I didn't do that. I didn't hit any buttons. What are you talking about? I was about? at a map. I was looking at, I was looking, trying to see where objective was. I came out of the map and I, I guess I shot Nick, uh-huh. but I didn't, I, I didn't think I did it. And it's funny because like I could only hear Justin. So I was just making up in my head what everyone else was saying. You're probably Like correct. three other people yelling at him. Like we saw you kill him. Right. And Justin like, no, no, I didn't do it. I didn't hit a button. And then from there on, it became Justin purposely killing people. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I saw was Justin just standing there and Nick, like from almost across the screen, just taking him out like, yeah. with the flamethrower. <laughs> I mean, one fun. of the one of the cool things, I, I played it for maybe about a half hour um, yesterday. And what I really appreciate about it is how like particular the gameplay is that you need to empty your clip before you reload because if you don't, you lose bullets. Yeah, you're throwing clips down on the right. ground. It's like if you just took your clip out and threw it on the ground, you're throwing extra bullets away. How you need to go prone after you know calling in a turret because the turret will just you know find whatever targets yeah, and lace into them. Blow you away. But um, what's cool about that is like um, the stratagems. It's uh, you would hold down L1 on your controller and. Uh, a, but a bunch of button prompts will pop up. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and so it will tell you, like, mm-hmm. for... Uh, so let's say I shot Steve and Steve is dead, or a bug killed Steve. Like, all right, well, I have the ability to bring Steve back, so what I'll do is I'll hold L1, and then it is, like, right, left, up, down, right, left, down. Yeah. And I'll have, like, a, like a special weapon in my hand, like a, like a grenade. You throw the grenade, and two seconds later, a dropship comes in, and then Steve will come out of the, like, come out of the pod. But if the pod falls... It could kill you. Yeah, so land like right everything. on top of you. Yeah, so like you could do this. You could call down a turret, or you can call down a special weapon, like a heavy machine gun, and those things will be falling out of the sky if everyone starts throwing them down. Which at certain points you have to, because you'll be like, I need to protect this area, and there's just waves of enemies coming. So like somebody will call down a turret, and then it's like, oh my god, the turret's turning. It's turning towards us. Everybody <laughs> hit the deck. Everybody has to go prone so the turret doesn't blow us all away. Uh, Everything like everything in the game is trying to punish you, and I, I find that awesome. And so, yeah. I got up to level six last night, and I I almost got to level seven. And here comes the Starship Trooper stuff. Level seven is the trophy. Next time we meet, I'll probably have to salute you, Starship Troopers. And then uh, does it actually say Starship Troopers? No, it doesn't. No, so I, uh, I, no, wait, that was for level thirteen. Level seven is you're in until you die, or I find someone better. Now, who who recognized and knows that this is Starship Troopers? If you've only seen oh, I, the movie once, I, I recognize that line like almost right away. And the, I mean, the game totally, totally just riffs on it. Like in the yeah. opening uh, sort of montage, you get this like unbelievable Starship Troopers feel. Um, I saw that in the theaters with my mom when it came out. Hmm. She loves sci-fi. That's a good movie to take your mom to. Oh, we go to all kinds of crazy shit, my mom and I. That's I'm the person that brings her to the weird movies and she loves it. Pacific Rim, Godzilla, Guardians. It was she's she's great like that. So I'm enjoying the game. I it, I haven't played it by myself yet. Um I only, I played in a group with uh uh some listeners and some friends and uh you know, um Sound Drill Cat, Andrew, uh never played with us before, but he's been following us for a while. We've we've talked on Twitter sometimes and he came and jumped in. Um and that it was a lot of fun. A lot of like, oops, crap! I walked, I walked into a chasm, or oops, I'm sorry, I shot you in the back, or I'm not going to shoot because I'm going to hit you. Uh, I mean, I, I, I found it to be really fun. So at the end of the night, we were doing like just the beginning missions, which are they go from like almost you can't die to like, all right, we're on like very easy, easy, and like easy is like okay, like 
we could die. We could definitely die on easy. So at the end of the night, we're like, let's just do a level six mission. Now we were doing like twos and threes. Let's just do one. So there's four of us. We 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 fly in. We drop down. We have to do an objective that we've never had. To, we've never done before. And uh, we're all lined up like protecting this one area. And then all of a sudden, there's invisible, huge praying mantises all over us. And so I start screaming like a girl, <laughs> which makes everybody start laughing. And so we we survived that part. And now Andy is the only guy left alive. And so Andy's we're telling Andy like just was run. There's this giant beetle, like a ta- like beetle tank, and it's like moving very slowly. So we're like Andy, just run, just run. And then like within three seconds, if you throw that thing down, we're back. So Andy runs, 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 and now there's these little bugs. He stops in an area, and these little bugs, and we're like, call it now. And then out of nowhere, that beetle, that beetle must have taken some sort of steroids because it was like <laughs> on turbo, and it just comes running up from behind Andy at like a breakneck speed and just runs him right over. Ah. And that was like a medium difficulty, and we didn't survive more than like 25 seconds. That's oh, amazing. See, that excites me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm looking forward to getting to that. I have it loaded up on my Vita. Um, mm. What's nice is that it's cross-buy, cross-play. So I can just like upload my character to the Vita and then do some single-player stuff if I want to, level up progressions and, and That's stuff. Awesome. And then when I come back, I can reload the character into the PS4 and then take it from there. There hasn't been like a a difficult top-down dual stick shooter in quite some time uh dying light was uh, not not dying light excuse me um house mark did that game what was that game called oh the zombie game uh dead nation dead nation uh that game when you played it on hard was was pretty difficult mm-hmm. um i really like there's game. the one the one we were playing at your house like a couple of months ago. oh yeah kill all zombies, kill all zombies. that game is that game's meant to be impossible unless you're using that the, the twitch stuff uh-huh but I like that game too. Go back to the arcade and play some Robotron. Yeah. And, you, and you'll truly oh, know what hard twin stick is. Mm. So you're digging it. You're digging it. I'm digging it a big time. Uh, digging it big time, man. If like, And it's funny. Like, if you like Destiny, like that's all I've been seeing people say. Like, If you like Destiny and you have friends, come come try this. I think it's like 17 bucks for the first week. What, yeah. if, what if you like Destiny but you don't have friends? Mm, I still say play <laughs> it because it's cool. Okay, good. All right. Um, I'm just going to run down my games really quick, and then we're going to move on because we've been uh, talking for a, quite some time, and that was not the plan. But this is the 50th podcast, so who cares? Uh, we talked about Dying Light. I gave you my thoughts. GTA Online, I jumped on. I made a character. I died a lot. And um, I don't know what the hell you were trying to do. I did not, my screen was not adjusted correctly. I couldn't see anything. Uh-huh. No. So now that it's, that we've learned how to shrink that and I can actually see, I might be able to participate. Plus, I had two friends on there that were off doing their own thing. Okay, now here we go. You jumped on, we came and met up with you, and we told you to go into passive mode with us, mm-hmm. which we did. And this guy drove up next to us and was was starting to mess with us, but we were in passive mode, whatever. We were just trying to get Steve acclimated to the game. And then Steve's like, I'm going to go kill him. And he goes out of passive mode and like runs off and begins his 40-minute trek of (laughs) trying to kill people and (laughs) laughing hysterically. He's like, oh, my God, the guy's shooting me. I'm dead. Okay, I killed him. I pulled up. I killed him. I'm dead. Okay, I'm dead. And we were just trying to get him used to things, but he just wanted to run off and I kill get, stuff. I get very spiteful. 
And I and, and honestly, with you guys going going and, and doing the jumps and having your theme and everything, it was very much it was my fault for not getting myself reacclimated to the game before jumping online. That was a very foolish thing to do. I thought that after doing the first uh, mission that I was good to go. And clearly uh, I was not. Yeah. So, and it's not like we weren't being inviting. It's that we wanted to finish those jumps in two nights so we can jump back into the missions. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be, I'll be back on and, and, and playing it uh, very soon. So we'll figure all of that out. Uh, I did play a little bit of Hell Divers. really enjoyed it. Looking forward to getting more into that. Um, but the other game that I played this week is uh, they released Counter Spy um, as part of the PS Plus uh, free games for March. Uh, never played it before. came out sometime last year. And I really kind of fell in love with it from the moment that I turned it on. Um, I was just about to pass out when I, I booted it up and I'm like, oh, let me just, you know, it looked cool, blah, blah, blah. It is really fun. Uh, super, super stylized as far as like graphics and presentation and stuff, but it's really snappy in it's just covert, go into the building, infiltrate everything, find all of the safes, get the power ups, get the plans and get out with as little with people noticing you as little as possible. Um, But what I really appreciate it is the multitude of ways in which you can traverse the levels and go through the buildings Uh, using the air vents to go through things is a lot of fun. Um, Finding alternate routes to go and find safes to blow up and pull out uh, different weapon upgrades and such Uh, taking out the cameras with your silenced pistol Sneaking up on guys and breaking their necks or going, you know, full on fisticuffs with them, uh, ducking behind boxes and just the whole presentation of it's really fun. They have like all like the James Bondy super spy music going on and um, just overall a very uh, enjoyable and and laid back um, like shooter, uh, like exploratory type of game. So if you've got a PS Plus account and you haven't downloaded that yet, I highly recommend that you check it out. That game really reminds me, and it's funny, like just hearing about it now again, it really reminds me of the old Rolling Thunder yeah. arcade game. Like you would you know, go hide in the doors and pop out and shoot people and stuff. I yeah, to totally. That game. Um, and the only other thing that I played this week was um, I sat down to play Ali Ali 2, uh, Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. And holy crap. Like the day before that dropped, I was I went back to playing the first Ali Ali, and I'm still trying to. I'm very twitchy when I play that game and landing things and and too many button presses, one too many things, and I get sloppy landings. I don't know what's happened between Ali Ali and Ali Ali Two. I don't know if it's more accessible for players, but I am shredding Ali Ali Two much more so than Ali Ali 1, without a doubt. Um, it continues that really like super slick but very specific uh, gameplay. The grinding is out of control. The soundtrack is just as good as the first one, if not better. Um, the stages that you skate on are far more varied and interesting as far as how they're laid out. Um, I find that they give you a little bit more room to trick and a little bit more room to set yourself up so that it's not just a frantic, you know, amount of button presses to try and land everything correctly, um, killing your multiplier if you screw it up and stuff like that. And, um, like I said, just more accessible 
like when I'm doing pop shove or when I'm grinding and, and learning how to land on the rail for the perfects and pressing in a direction, leaping from, from grind to grind to grind, it just feels more polished to me uh, the second time around. Uh, again, that is available for PS Plus members for free this month. Um, absolutely pick it up. Yeah, I can't um, wait to play it. Oh, cool. it's, it's fantastic. It's it's so good. So good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I played. I've been busy doing other stuff. My house has been a wreck. I've been trying to be around for carpenters and, and whatnot. But uh, hopefully I'll have some more stuff to talk about next time. Uh, we're going to move on in the show. And uh, actually, at this point, we're going to announce the winner of our uh, Amiibo giveaway. Uh, we had an Ike Amiibo that... Uh, we are going to give to one lucky person who uh, followed and retweeted our uh, tweets. And the winner is Jesse McKenzie, and he is at JMCK321 on Twitter. Um, so congratulations, Jesse. Congrats. Congrats. We will uh, contact you. We will um, direct message you and get everything set up to mail your Amiibo out uh, within the week. And uh, congratulations. Uh, thanks so much for, you know, for, for promoting the account and promoting the, uh, the giveaway. And uh, we hope that you have a lot of fun with the, uh, with the Amiibo. So, uh, all right, let's move on to our main topic. And uh, we're going to talk about self-appointed gaming goals for the year 2015. Uh, what are we hoping to accomplish this year in regard to our gaming habits? Uh, are there any games from the past that we're looking to kick off of our bucket lists? And is there a genre of game uh, that you want to become more familiar with, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, everybody's going to have different answers or maybe the same. So we're just going to go around the table <laughs> and... Uh, maybe the same. No, it could be. No, no. You know, we haven't discussed what these are going to be uh, prior to recording this, so we could have a couple of repeats. Um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to throw one out uh, for myself. Uh, one of my gaming goals of 2015, this is a big one for me, is to finish games that I buy. I have a horrible, horrible habit. Anybody that goes into my PSN account and looks at my trophies, I hardly, not not ever, but like, I don't finish the games that I buy. Um, and to me, I'm realizing just how much of a waste that is, that I'm not experiencing all that the game has to give. Um, aside from trophy hunting and stuff like that, I need to see the full story. Like, Far Cry 4. I've not finished Far Cry 4. I'm so close. I've played that game hours and hours and hours and hours and hours but have not completed the story i've done so many side missions that i'm at the point where i just need to to gun it to the end and finish it that's what happened with dying light the other night where i was like i just got to get this done uh -huh. um so one of my one of my goals uh for this year is to be more diligent about finishing the games that i buy because otherwise i'm just throwing away the experience and throwing my money away as, as well jackie i should also do that that, I will add that to my list because I'm That was my first one. It's yeah. a good one. And yeah. I used to be very good at that, but there's been so many recently that if it doesn't hold my interest, yeah. I've moved on. Well, we hop around, right? Yeah. Like, like you're always yeah. like in the back of your mind, you're concerned, like I got to have something new to talk about on the show this week. Yeah. I've tried playing AC Unity like four times now. I, I will do it. At some point, I will do it. Um, my big one actually is something I think all of us uh, might be interested in doing. And I would like to make, well, build my own PC. And try some PC gaming because uh, honestly, I think the last thing I played on PC 
it might have been like a Star Trek game sometime around 1990. And I definitely was it the one with the Borgs? I think it was before that because it was the original okay. Star Trek. And I remember getting stuck on a level with Captain Kirk and Harry Mudd. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I was literally like 14. Oh, okay. I think that was the last thing I played on the PC other than like Bejeweled or one of those kind of games. Um, so I really want to um, kind of get back into that. Uh, one of my motivations is uh, anyone want to predict what I'm going to say? Skyrim, Skyrim Online? Yes, Skyrim Mods. No. <laughs> I can squeeze some more hours out of that game if I have a PC. Are you talking about Skyrim. the online one? <laughs> no, I'm talking about like Skyrim Mods. Like all the stuff they've Oh, you want to talk you want to do that. You talk yes. to Brendan. Oh, there's so there's so many out there. I just want to I want to play some of those. Brendan will come so. over and hook you up. <laughs> yeah. He's so, a wiz at that. I know I, you really want to play the naked <laughs> the naked guys fighting I simulator. I definitely want to see 30 guys fighting naked. Absolutely. So, you know, Whatever it takes to get me motivated to do this, right? We can all agree on that. Sure. <laughs> Rob. As Jackie just said, like I've been trying to save money to build a PC for like the last five, six months. And something always comes up that sets it back like a little. Um, I'm almost there. And I do. I, I wanted to have it done by, by the end of January, but that got pushed back a little bit. Uh, I want, I do, I want a gaming PC. I want one bad. I miss gaming on the PC. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just like now, especially it's just such like a religious experience yeah. just with steam and hanging out with everyone and, and with how big Twitch is now. Uh, yeah. So I, I want that too. All right. Justin. Uh, speaking of Twitch, mine for myself and for all of us is to straight uh, start streaming more. It's not something that I'm familiar with doing and comfortable with doing, so to speak. I've heard that if you turn your camera on and you remove clothing very slowly, you can like make money doing it. Did this, you know that? This is true. <laughs> they would probably pay me money to keep, put more layers on, though. So maybe I should try that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but like I, I've been, I've been slowly trying to get into it. I mean, I was streaming last night, um, some Hell Divers, and uh, I, I did some bat- uh, Battlefield Hardline beta. I was doing mm-hmm. some of that. But I, I'd like to build a presence on there. And, uh, and I think also for us, like I would like all of us to um, put more out from the Talking Games account yeah. and like you know have yeah. some more like interaction in that way mm-hmm. that'd be fun yeah one uh if i had a two, i have two gaming ones one for myself and one for the group uh the one for myself is to beat a zelda <laughs> yes and uh the one for the group is uh it's not announced yet but it's coming is that when the last uh not the last of us excuse me the mass effect remaster comes out everyone's got to play the mass effect games i can't wait i've been hearing so much about it lately with bobby just finishing the third one and like you know i i, I want to do that like yeah. you know i've been mm-hmm. playing more of their games so oh, so good yes so good yeah i'd play those i really enjoyed the first one i loved um just the world that they that they established just in that first game of how large i remember when it came out that i was when i was talking about it with people i was comparing it to star wars and just how fully realized it was all the different yeah. factions and all the different races and all the different aliens and different worlds and stuff like it was extraordinarily intimidating with how large it was but because it came out all the way back then and was what it was i was like in awe of just how well they pulled it off and the the, the only thing that tripped me up a little bit was the combat 
I didn't like having to stop the combat to go into menus to activate things. That was kind of what pulled me away from the game. Um, but I'm when the remasters come out, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah, cool. Um, as far as me, um, one of the things we we mentioned, you know, uh, some kind of I want to have some kind of uh, consistent streaming routine. I wanna I wanna build an audience for streaming. Um, I think that's something that both the the talking games um, brand and just me personally uh, is, are, we're we're missing out on and we're we're leaving listeners and leaving players uh, you know on the table by not putting ourselves out there more and getting our personalities into streams because I think we have a lot of fun when we do that stuff and uh, I think it would translate really well if we could get on some kind of a of a schedule even if it's just a small one um but just have a plan so i'd like to see that and um for me personally um i kind of need to get over my um social anxieties a little bit and reach out to more players i find that when i go online and i see that my friends are in a large room with people and everybody's playing different things or playing the same thing or that I know what the capacity for that game is, like something like Helldivers, and there's four people playing Helldivers, and I see the party, and they're all in the same party, I automatically, I'm like, well, that's not happening, and it's another night that I'm not involved with with listeners and not involved in what's happening outside of the podcast and the stories that come onto the show that I'm not a part of them. Um, but a lot of that is on me, and I really want to work on that and, and try to reach out to people and maybe make a couple more friends to play with so that I have the option that if there are people on that I don't always have to depend on those same four or five people in order to enjoy multiplayer experiences because I'm leaving myself out of a lot of fun uh, situations and stories by doing that. So I need to work on that. Mm-hmm. And that that's why it's going to be great. Like I said, once these heists and stuff do come out, we'll mm-hmm. have amazing capacities for for 30 people in one room Mm -hmm. you know just killing each other (laughs) it's gonna be awesome it's amazing (laughs) it's a line that's only in the context of gaming is that socially acceptable nice Uh um anybody else got anything really no uh i have just more community events yes that would be fun we did our like play along destiny thing that would be awesome to do that kind of thing yeah we should like the GTA thing would be great. Mm-hmm. I look forward to running you over. <laughs> See, that's why I don't want to play with you. Because whenever I play a game with you, I know you're just trying to kill me. Oh, it's so much fun, though. You would do the same thing to him. Yeah, you would. What were we playing that there was friendly fire and I didn't realize when we first started playing it? Tomb it Raider? Halo? No, is it Halo? It was just me and Justin playing, I think. It was, I two, oh, yeah, it was yeah. one of the Halos. Yeah, I can figure out why I kept dying and it was him. <laughs> Meanie. That's me. That is me. Tomb Raider, there is no friendly fire, but I found a creative way of. You still found a way to kill. In in a sense, it is creative. Yeah. Yes. God. All right. So, how do you guys feel about some listener questions? I like questions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, this one actually, this first one comes from Facebook. Uh, this is from George Alexander. Um, if you guys want to get in touch with us on Facebook, it's facebook.com/slash Talking Games PC. Uh, I try to update it when I remember. I apologize, but you guys can always reach out to us on there. Even if there aren't any posts, we will see them. No problem. 
Uh, so George asks, with Bloodborne coming out this month, I was wondering uh, what you guys are thinking about it um, from what you've seen. Are you excited for its release? Personally, I'm taking a week off to play it. Good for you. Uh, it's the game that I'm looking forward to the most this year, along with Arkham Knight just behind it. So around the table, how are we feeling about Bloodborne? Are we excited? Are we going to play it? I have a question yes. about it. Um, I did not particularly enjoy Dark Souls. Okay. Um, and I will completely own up to the fact that it's because it kicked my ass and I got frustrated with it. It'll do that. Um, but if I don't like that game or its sequel, will I like this? Is there any point in me even co-op. thinking about playing this? There is co-op in this one, yeah. which, is what, which is what's pulling me into it. Because I really didn't have any interest in playing any of the Dark Souls or Demon right. Soul games. I think that's just one of the genres that you have not experienced is like the the anguish and hellish nature of them laughing at you as you die. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So in, I mean, as my estimation, it's, it's tough and you do get your ass kicked and I got my ass. I died so many times. Even when I was doing that stream of Lords of the Fallen, when it first came out, I died for the first 17 minutes of that thing over and over and over again. Yep. Um, the thing is, is that you got to push once mm-hmm. you reach that point, where you beat the thing and you start to learn how to dodge and you start to, you know, manage your stamina and stuff like that. Once you get the flow of the combat, you feel like a god. And once yeah, you no, it's just it's just this funny thing of it's not that I don't have that in me because I like I love Rayman, Charles Fusion. There was a Charles Fusion level I did two hundred and thirty seven times. So I get the perseverance, but for some reason this genre of game I just don't. I do it with platformers. I just don't persevere with this genre for some reason. Well, maybe maybe Bloodborne will be here. Bloodborne is introducing, um, there'll be guns uh, aside from, you know, melee weapons and, and so on. Uh, it does have co-op, so you'll have somebody to run around with you and kind of show you the ropes and stuff and like Justin that. Justin can suck it together, right? Yes, we can do that. <laughs> Um, That'd be fun. I mean, I would. I'm. I obviously, I can't force you to play anything, but I would love to see you give it an honest shot. Um, I think that if you did fall into it, that you'd be really good at it. It is Skyrim in a sense, um, in just what you fight and the the surroundings, all the dungeons and stuff like that. The look of it is definitely my thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I just always had trouble with. Uh... Right. With persevering in Dark Souls. Well, I think I don't. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Me personally, um, I'm super pissed off that I'm not even going to be in town uh, the day that it comes out. So I'm going to have to wait until the next day to pick it up. Um, but I am personally very excited to play the game. I did not really get into um, Dark Souls two when it came out. I I got to a point where I got into a room and there was just too many things coming after me, and something else came out. And I moved on and I never went back to it. Um, I'm really hoping that Bloodborne reinvigorates my, you know, thirst for that genre and that it it hits the sweet spot because I really, I really do want to play it. Um, What about you, Justin, Rob? I'm going to pick it up. Uh, This will be my first foray into that type of thing, but mostly because I'm looking forward to just playing with a friend and Mm -hmm. figuring out. It looks gorgeous. And so I'm I'm, I'm interested to to try it. What about you, Rob? Ah. I don't know. I don't think I don't think I'm going to be getting it. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think I've had enough of <laughs> of the hellish gameplay. Enough of the punishment. Yeah. 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 And and plus with with Monster Hunter, um, it's it's hard. It definitely has the the feeling of that. But 
I I definitely get more more rewarding feelings uh, from from the completion of of missions and figuring out how to kill certain monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll stick with that. Nice. All cool. right. Um, all right. So moving on, Ricardo, who is at curse seventy seven eighty one on Twitter wants to know what video game franchise uh, do you hope companies revive? Per- uh, personally, the Contra series can make a comeback for me. Um, so I've got a list of like five or six games. Um, uh-huh. We could just go around I have the a table. couple. What do you okay. got, Rob? Uh, my first one is Legacy of King. Oh. They, didn't they just release un- like unfinished footage of a game that wasn't ever released? Correct, yes. I I want... A finished one to come. Now, out. do you want Kane or do you want like Soul Reaver? Uh, I mean, it could it could be a mix-up. Soul Reaver know? for the Dreamcast, man. Oh, that was amazing. oh that game sure. was amazing. Uh, but but just the atmosphere in those games were absolutely amazing. I love uh, I love that style of gameplay. I had so much fun. So something like that would be really cool. And the other one is just a wacky updated version of uh zombies ate my neighbors i was thinking about that yesterday yes i didn't write it down but that was one of the things that had crossed my mind one of my favorite super nintendo games oh so. that game was great that was a great game mm-hmm. that was a really great game jackie um i would love to see crash bandicoot make a comeback oh that's uh, a good one i adored that uh, the first yeah the first couple i played over and over and over and i absolutely loved that game um, it's had like kind of a problematic history over the last few years. Yeah, there's been some good ones, some bad ones. Too many kart racers. Yeah, they're really you know. So I feel like I want to see something for a lot more reminiscent of the older days. You okay. know, that original couple of releases. I mean, with Rayman Legends being out, it shows you that you can still make those two D, you know, two point five D platformers. They can still be successful. They can still mm-hmm. be good. Uh, they can, you know, we can have some great updated graphics for that. The whole world that it was based in was colorful and bright and loud. Um, so I, I'd love to see that come back. And they, they've talked about it as recently as last year. They yeah. uh, they said it's it's never off the table, but that's a long way away from an actual announcement that something's happening on I it. I would play the shit out of a new Crash yeah. Bandicoot. Yeah, so no, that's mine. No contest at all. Um, got any others? No, that was it. All right. Just that. Um, Justin. Uh, I have a few. Uh First one that came to mind was Twisted Metal. That Twisted Metal game they released on the PS3 a couple of years ago was just garbage. <laughs> and if they would just re-release Twisted Metal 2, that would make all my dreams come true with online <laughs> multiplayer. Uh, and the game that I was thinking more recently uh, was Bulletstorm, which was oh, right. a fantastic game that nobody played. Do you know who wrote that? I don't know who wrote that. Rick Remender. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. He's got a filthy mind. I didn't of course. Know that either. Oh yeah, awesome. totally. Uh, I mean, Kotaku had an article on uh, Bulletstorm a couple days ago about just how advanced it was and like it was ahead of its time. Uh, it had the most childish bro humor ever, uh, which was <laughs> funny. Like I, I found it funny, but it had like really interesting concepts to the game, like the scoring system. Like Jackie, I know that you probably don't know what this game was, but yeah, uh, it was like it kind of in a way looked. Similar to Gears of War, like they used that right. engine, right. and what it would happen uh, it was a single player story. But every kill you got, you got a score for it. And if you could find more creative ways to kill people, the higher your score would be. <laughs> and they had certain like names for killing things. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you used a barrel of explosives to knock a guy through the air and have him land on spikes, 
that was like a it was like a name to kill right and that would be worth so many points so and you're there looking were, for ingenious ways, ways to kill it. people right. and so and it, it, it had a, like a silly story but like the way that that kotaku article uh talked about the game was like it introduced like within the course of five minutes a like a, a new way of like midway through like a new way of playing the game like yeah. like a new concept midway through the game they introduced it in five minutes and that was it like all of a sudden you're now just doing this for the rest of the game and it felt very natural and there were hundreds of ways to do these kills and it was score based so you could go back and, and replay the game trying to get like a higher score right. it was just a like it was a game that was it turned a lot of people off because of of the humor and stuff like that and the the grotesque ways that you were killing people but i mean if they were bring that back now, I, I would play a sequel to that. If they re- just re-released uh, it on like an HD version of it or yeah. like a, a remastered version of it, I'd play that in a second. Cool. I really enjoyed that concept. Nice. Did you play that game, Steve? I played it for about five minutes. Uh, and then the friend that I had borrowed it from was like all of a sudden like i'm moving to florida oh fantastic and i need all my stuff back and i was like okay uh-huh. so um i only got to play it for a little bit uh-huh. um, here's here's another little fun fact though remender also wrote uh parts of dead space you know I who like else remender. wrote dead space um oh god anthony johnston oh really i believe uh-huh. i don't know I could be wrong somebody that we know from talking comics a creator that we had on the uh no it was him I don't know. Stephanie and I uh, interviewed him, and and he had he had contributed to uh, a number of games. Cool. Uh, I believe Dead Space was one of them. Um, all right. So my list, uh, my short list for games that I would love to see revived. Uh, I would love an updated version of Super Smash TV, something that makes reference to all of the reality TV and all of the the slog bullshit crap that we have uh, polluting the airwaves and just a a social commentary on that kind of stuff, uh, game show style, I think would be really funny if done right. Um, I would love to see a revival of Parasite Eve, kind of forget the third birthday for the PSP that came out uh, so many years ago and just breathe new life into uh, the characters and that franchise. It had so much potential and didn't go anywhere after, I guess, the first one. I The second one was okay, but... No, nowhere near as good as the first. No, they're beautiful looking games. Uh, I think the the fighting systems turned a lot of people off. Yeah, yeah, they would have to they would have to do an overhaul. But I mean, we're talking revivals here, so that means you know completely getting it up and going. Um, I've never played any of these, but I want a revived version of it anyway. Dino Crisis. I <laughs> I really I want a dinosaur game where Resident Evil style dinosaur game Jurassic Park Resident Evil done um this is kind of a a combination i want either a primal rage update or a king of the monsters update i want some kind of gigantic kaiju creature battle game inside of a city where you're knocking over buildings and smashing planes out of the air and picking up monsters and hucking them into the into the river and you know getting all trapped up in bridges and stuff I, I want that game. I want something like that. I think it would be amazing. Uh, and my last one on this list, I could say Power Stone. Everybody knows I love that game. But um, I would like to see another uh, Time Splitters come out. I think it's been long enough that they might be able to revive the series. It was really cool. 
uh, one of my favorite aspects of that game. I know there were a lot of first person shooters, but that game was really frantic and really weird and really fast. Yeah, totally fast. And I mean, to liken it, it's like Team Fortress 2 fast. Yeah. That's how fast everything was. And it had all those cool little mini games and, and side quest things. Like I've mentioned it before, but that just that shotgun level where all the zombies are coming into the storage container. And you're having to like aim it just so, so you can take their heads off with each shot. Uh-huh. Just amazing. I played that more than the actual game. I would absolutely love to see Time Splitters make a comeback. Um, so there you go. So thanks a lot, Ricardo, for uh, for sending in your your question. Um, what do we got here? We got Matt Kelly, uh, who is at MJK33 on Twitter, says, "Do you guys have any bucket list games? I am currently in the process of finally getting through Kingdom Hearts." Good for you, man. Those games rule. Um, so who's got a bucket list game? I'll take one. I'll take it. Go for uh, it. Metal Gear. Any of them. Any of them. I've just never played Metal Gear. So I actually might just try playing 5, The Phantom Pain, and just, just wing it. I thought you were going to be so lost. That's eh, all right. Well, story-wise, obviously you're going to be... I'll just have like... you sitting next to me and just explaining what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, I mean, even then, your mind would, would blow up. Uh, I think you'll be able to jump in and just play the game. Um, definitely. And they'll probably include a DVD that'll show you all of the cutscenes from all the other games. Well, it's either that or you could just jump on YouTube. Six hours later. I'm uh, sure. I, it's, that's always been the barrier for me is like, it's like a thousand games before this I've never played before. But mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's really excited about the Phantom Pain and the release date just today. Uh, and so uh, that's that's like a bucket list thing for me is playing a Metal Gear. Cool. Rob. It's it's and Justin had said it before, but it's definitely the Mass Effect series. I love how that gets brought up all the time. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I do, and I knew eventually, and Justin knew eventually that there was going to be an HD collection. Yeah. So with one on the verge of being announced, uh, that that'll be the time where I jump in and finally finish those games. Well, how many of it? Have, how much of it have you played? I smidgen of one. And about five hours of two. Oh man, I thought you actually played more than that. Oh hell no, no. Oh, no. Now I'm really two, excited. Two, two. Like when you could first start like scanning planets and finding minerals and stuff. After that, that was it. Oh, good times. Good yeah. times to wait, Jackie. I love yours that too, aspect. That's mine too. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to play that, especially because I've been playing you know similar style games. I kind of want to mm-hmm. cross that off my list. My other one's Halo finally finish halo and like do the whole lot yeah well now that your xbox live is working again we can actually get through that (laughs) yes so that's that and that was it really weren't you guys gonna do a halo series yeah but her xbox has been like busted for a while real real short story busted long story cut short um too late my (laughs) it was supposed to renew in december i got an email saying it had renewed in december fast forward to this saturday in February, the end of February, and I get an email saying, your Xbox Live has been cancelled. I'm like, what? So I phone them up, and they've been trying to use an expired credit card for the last three months. Oh, lovely. And then just arbitrarily cancelled it without even like emailing me and saying, hey, oh. we're having problems. You want to sort this out? So 45 minutes on the phone. I love that and, Xbox support. Oh, yeah. But finally got it sorted out. So hopefully now we can... Uh, they, they sent me like 10 months worth of vouchers that I had to click on to get my membership going again nice. but you know i still have all my achievements that's the important thing <laughs> <laughs> yes we're gonna we're gonna yes. be doing our stream yeah very it's cool. part of our resolution our new year talking games resolutions nice 
We're going to do it. Yep. Cool. Um, my bucket list games uh, are actually, I want to go back in the Zelda uh, series and or franchise and play all of the Zelda games that I've never played, which includes Spirit Tracks, Minish Cap. Um, I never finished, I believe it was Skyward Sword. Yep. I never finished that. Um, and I like Princess, you did that? Yes, I play. I, I really, I love. You said Twilight earlier, Princess. Ocarina of Time. I have not played Ocarina of Time, and it's I have not favorite. played Majora's Mask. I now have Majora's Mask on my 3DS. Um, and somebody was telling me the other day that uh, Ocarina was released for the DS, yeah. or it was it was? Yep. Okay, so I've got to get my hands on that too. It's funny if I could just get a power supply for my GameCube, I would be in business because I have all of the Zelda games. On GameCube, disc. I'm sure that you could find one of those on Amazon or eBay. Yeah, yeah. they're expensive. Yeah. Really? The the disc that has the multiple Zelda games. No, no, on no, 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 no. Oh no, no, I have, I have all, all. I need is the power, the brick, the power cord. Oh yeah, that's all. I, that's all like I'm 15, missing. I have everything bucks. else. My bad. Um, yeah, you could borrow mine if you need it. That that would be awesome. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wanna I wanna go through uh, the Zelda series and and just play all of the ones that I've never played. Uh, it's something that's been eating at me for a while, and um, I'm, I'm I'm sure I won't get through all of them by the end of this year. But uh, I would like to have at least played um, Majora's and uh, Spirit Tracks and maybe Minish Cap and, and stuff like that. So we'll see. Um, I, as I mentioned, I have a I have a huge road nine hour road trip coming up on the the 24th, so I'll have plenty of time to dive into it then. Um, so I don't know who's this from. Oh, uh, from Patrick Hader, who is uh, at Patrick Hader on Twitter, says, "What are your favorite gaming events? Packs because you get to go, E three because of the news dump, or something else?" Um, I'll go uh, real quick. My favorite event is the E three event, mainly because I mean the news dump is is fantastic. The videos that are prepared by each of the contributors to showcase, you know, the best of the best of what they have to offer uh, for the rest of that year and into the next. And just the fact that I get to sit in my living room, you know, at my at my in my pajamas at my computer and live stream the stuff and watch it as it happens in the comfort of my own home. I absolutely love being able to be there without having to be there. So that's my answer. What about you guys? Uh, E3 is mine. E3 is like Christmas. All the holidays are all in the one. I, I love watching all the announcements. I mean, Gamescom is is getting up there. Gamescom is like gaining serious traction as far as announcements goes and the company's presence there. Um, but being at PAX is is its own like special experience. But if I had to pick one that I, I can't live without right now, it's definitely um, it's definitely E3. Yeah. Uh, see, with E3, obviously, all the announcements and stuff. Um, Going there is actually not that fun. Uh, so I know a lot of people say like, oh, I want to go to E3. I want to go to E3. It's very like business oriented. Um, yeah, well, they changed like who gets to go now, right? Uh, not even that. Even back in the day, you know, you went to go to appointments. Um, the year I went was the year that the Wii was first being showcased Uh and that was the only crazy thing about it was like people lining up to to play the Wii. Um, we had appointments though, so you know I didn't have to wait on a five hour line because I sure would not have. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, Tokyo Game Show, I would love 
to go to a Tokyo Game Show. Um, going to Japan is like one of my absolute dreams. Me too. It's kind of the cutting edge of everything, amazing. right? Correct, yeah. And then just like Justin was saying, the, the culture of GamesCon now, I mean, being able to walk like 500 feet and set up a tent and just chill out outside and... Gamescom has way too many people going to it, though. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Um, it's probably a fire hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's turning into, like, the Woodstock of <laughs> Of games. <laughs> of no, it, it really events. is. Like, I, I really, in the next couple of years, are gonna, am going to try and go there. That would be insane. Cool. Mm-hmm. But overall, E3. Just, like you said, chilling out in front of your computer, watching the streams, uh, jumping on Twitter, talking with everyone about what was just announced, uh... You know, laughing at stupid little mistakes that m- might have been made during the presentations. I, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Nice. Jackie, you don't have a preference for these things, do you? No, not really. I've never been to one, and I'm good. Well, let me ask you this. Now that you're a part of the podcast and you're, you know, you're more involved on a weekly basis and you're like your ears to the ground more with gaming stuff, mm-hmm. knowing that you can watch the E3 event from the comfort of your home. Will you oh, be tuning into it year. this year? Yeah, oh, you I did, did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I watched it. Yeah. We were doing the show this time last year. So I watched it. So you do so have a reference. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just not enough to have an opinion about it really. <laughs> All right. I like watching it. It's fine. All right. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, this is from John. He is at this John D on Twitter. Uh, what's been the most surprising game you've played since you started talking games, Mr. Rob? Uh, definitely Wolfenstein. You took mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have to be Wolfenstein. Uh, no expectations whatsoever. And it was only the buzz like after the first day of its release that even got me to pick it up. Uh, there's you know, generic first person shooter. There's no way I would have gotten it, but yeah. all of a sudden you just started to hear, hear that little, Oh my God, this is excellent. Yeah. I really regret not pushing that farther when I borrowed it from Justin. I mm-hmm. never got past the parts like, Oh man, right after that part is when it gets awesome. And I never got to see it. They announced the, uh, the standalone DLC today yep. or just standalone experience, the old blood prequel. 20 yeah. Bucks. So cool. for, for 20 bucks, you can get, I would imagine three, four hours yeah, out of it. Yeah, like that, that game, that, I could find that game used probably now. Oh, for, yeah, you could find it new for like 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah, I'll pick it up. I'll, that's that's something I definitely want to go back and play. Um, Was it surprising? A surprising game? That was the question? Yeah. I, mine was Destiny, weirdly enough. Because of how one. absolutely adamant I was that I was not going to play this game because I don't do first-person shooters. To then dump 13 days into it, <laughs> that that's surprising to me. And I will both credit and blame Justin for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, What yeah. did you do before you knew him? Well, not even that. Well, I played first... Assassin's Creed and Zelda over and over and over and, and over. And Skyrim. And Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, because right before release... You trash Destiny, you trash Destiny, you trash Destiny. And then all of a sudden, there was that one fateful day where we were just sitting playing and we look and it was like, is that Jackie playing Destiny? What is going on? And (laughs) it ended. That was it. Yeah. Yep. No, I I don't know how it happened, but yeah, I was so determined. I wasn't going to. I remember him talking about it when he came back from PAX last year. Uh Uh-huh. Um, was it PAX you were talking about Destiny? Nope. It no. wasn't was at PAX. That? that was Evolve. Nope. Yeah, that was Evolve. Well, but you thought you were talking about it a long time before it actually came out. Yeah, because right? I've, I've been waiting oh, for yeah. that game for a very long time. But yeah, so that that's uh, that surprised me. 
But it's led me down a good path. You know, like my year of growth, it's led mm. me to try new things and not necessarily say no straight away. Well, say no straight away <sighs> and then change my mind after some, you know, nagging. Uh-huh. But normally I wouldn't change my mind even after nagging. So I might nag a little bit for Bloodborne when it comes out. Yeah, a little. I want to see you get over that. that it's hill. not even the nagging. Justin just outright tells me what to do and I have a hissy fit and then I go, Coin. See, I don't think it would go the same way if I tried to tell you what to do. <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic. It's been there since day one. Because honest to God, my mother can't tell me what to do. But for some reason, Justin tells me to do it. I, throw I think a I'd wind up with your and then fist I say in yes. my mouth. That's what would happen if I tried <laughs> Anybody to do else it. would. She tried that and I just hit her back. <laughs> oh. And then we were like, all right, we understand each other. <laughs> yeah. We established our dynamics like two animals in the wild. It's oh, weird. <laughs> So, Justin, if, uh, if if Wolfenstein is, was that your pick? That was my pick. Yeah, was that I wasn't. It was not on my radar at all. I saw it at PAX last year. Had no interest in playing it. Um, I did the, it from everything I was hearing in advanced previews, that it, it just didn't demo well. Uh, so I was just like, I've got no interest in playing this. I watched the IGN review and was like, nah. Like there was at the time there was really nothing going on. So I was like, all right, I, you know, maybe I'll pick it up. And then I picked it up and I was like, oh wow, this is actually really good. And then. Then word started leaking that you no, know, the game is good. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to, you have to get past the first level. And then once, once it did that, I, I, I enjoyed everything about that game. I loved it. Cool. And I'm really excited, uh, and hopeful that they announce a sequel, which kind of leads us into our next question. But I've got to. Answer oh, you go it. first. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Getting all Ooh, about me. Look at that. That was nearly a great segue. <laughs> so close. So close. Uh, my biggest surprise since we started this podcast actually happened just a few weeks ago when I played Life is Strange, uh, the first episode. I can honestly say that I've never, and I know people have likened it to the Telltale games, having not really experienced the Telltale stuff before, uh, I had never played anything like Life is Strange, and I was really kind of blown away by how much I was invested and interested and just loved the game mechanics of being able to manipulate time and still retain the knowledge of my mistakes. So being able to manipulate both conversations, events, and people all at once with that one mechanic I thought was really, really clever. And I'm I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. It's got five episodes to it. Um, and I can't help but feel like there's just so many different ways that that game could have gone if I had made different choices and so on and so forth. I mean, like you have I s- an idea about replaying through once you finished and making oh, I those totally, different choices. Yeah, I totally Because that's do. what I want to do with Wolf Among Us. I mm-hmm. had the same idea. I was like, I want to go through and make the opposite choice each time. Right. To see just how much well, you can influence. Like there's one, there's one part in the life is life is strange where like, if I hadn't made this one decision, there's a whole scene that happens that had I not, like given this person up and they didn't confront me, it would never have happened. But it was such mm-hmm. a pivotal part of like moving the story forward that I can't imagine it not happening. I think it's a great mechanic nowadays. Yeah. I was um, playing Dragon Age a while ago and I was stuck on a boss level. So I was like, let me go in and Google and see if anyone's got any tips as to this. And there's a, a whole path you can follow with how you confront this particular villain where that boss battle never happens. Because you take them out, you deal with it in a diplomatic way as such, and it's done. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting way how they've built in this whole mechanic to have this boss battle. If you make a certain choice, 
it's never going to happen for you. You're never going to see it. You're never going to have to worry about it or deal with it. Yeah. And I found that interesting. It's almost like, do you remember those books when you were a kid? Where it's like, if you want to walk down the tunnel, turn to page I 22. I choose your own adventure. <laughs> I have about 25 of those on my bookshelf from awesome? when I was a kid. Yep. Yeah, I used to love I those love things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are very cool. It's like the next step of those. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, and moving on to our final question uh, for the podcast. It comes from Mason uh, Lucero. And he's at Mason Lucero on Twitter. And he asks, does the prospect of a big announcement from Bethesda at their first ever E3 conference this year mean anything to you? There's half of me that's like, yeah. And the other half is like, yeah. Well, what, what is what is the <laughs> well, yeah the, and yeah? Yeah is Elder Scrolls. And is the, that the only thing from them that you want? <laughs> she's never played Fallout. Yeah, right. I was going to say, is, you, this never, is you the don't thing. know what you don't I, yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. I, Dishonored, I loved... You know, so I was like, there's part of me that's like, it could be something I'm going to love. And the other part is either it's something I don't really know about or it's something I'm not particularly interested in. I would put money on Dishonored, too. Yeah, I would, too. Oh, and the guys are at Arcane were like kind of like forwarding that tweet. Like, mm-hmm. oh, our first annou- our first E3 announcement. And they were like kind of retweeting it. Yeah, that and uh, I mean, fall- Fallout. We've talked about Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. And that's going to be just an, another one to watch on the, on a stream. Yep. Yeah, it's it's Fallout 4 for me all the way. Um I honestly I have I don't have any attachments to any of their other properties unless I'm not aware of some of them that I that I like. Doom. I oh, yeah. I have no attachment to Doom. It surprises me. Oh, I loved that when I was a kid. Oh, so much fun. I tried Doom 3 when it came out. I used to play the original was... in like computer studies class at school. Mm-hmm. You know, when the teacher wasn't looking, you'd be running down the corridor. <laughs> yeah, I played, I played, I played that and stuff like that. But I don't have, like, I don't have a, I don't have a fever for it. Like, if they announce it, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. If they announce Fallout Four, I will. My my head will explode. They're going to announce Fallout. Do I need I, to add Fallout to my bucket list? Fallout Three. three. Yeah, we've no. talked about this. Well, right? I would play. I play the new one when it comes out because they're not like they're like Zelda games. It's like they're not really intertwined. Right. So if I like the new one, things. I would. Go, go back. back and play. Yeah. yeah, there's so much to love about Fallout Three. God, the, the just the soundtrack alone to that game is spectacular. It's still one of my favorites of all time. Well, I'm hoping to see a sequel to Wolfenstein be announced. I would really like that. Uh, but the thing I'm most excited for is Fallout, and I really love Dishonored as well. So I'm excited to see. I never got to play that. Dishonored, really good. You would good. like it. I bought yeah. it. I had it. I played 20 minutes into it, and I I just didn't really give it a shot, and I ended up trading it in. Yeah, it's fun. I liked him. Hmm. Maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> See, again, getting games and not, kind of not seeing them film. through. You know what's funny is that it looks like Dishonored was supposed to be the plus game this month for PS3. And at the last minute, they backed out. And that's oh. why the plus announcement got delayed. Hmm. Because if you look at the original URL on one of their tweets, Dishonored yeah. was the first thing like at the on top of the thing. Oh, that's, that's interesting. And that makes kind of Maybe sense. Maybe they're of saving why it they, until after yeah. the No, but it sounded, no, because it sounded if, like if they announced two. People will go back and people play. People will go back and buy one. Yeah. So this is probably a way of them saying, let's hold off. Mm. Yeah. Why give it away yeah. for free when people... Might in... come back and buy it. I thought maybe Helldivers was going to be the free game and they, uh, they couldn't come down on it. So they, they were delaying, but... They gave us Ali Ali, which I would have... I was buying both of them anyway. So mm-hmm. save me money there. Mm-hmm. Game's so good. Um, Anyone anyone else for expectations for Bethesda? No, E3? I mean, those are the big things that I'm thinking of. Yeah. 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 All right. Definitely. Cool. Excellent. 
All right, you guys. Um, we're gonna do a little bit of housekeeping. Can and I say one thing before oh, wait, we get no, to yes, the wrap And we up. do have one more thing to do before we do our housekeeping. I just want to say a quick thank you. I spoke last week about my son that was shaving his head for St. Baldrick's, um, and we had uh, two people in particular: um, Andy, who is at historic at historic me on Twitter, Andy Breeden. Um, he gave a really really generous donation to Luke's fund mm-hmm. as did uh, Melissa Megan who is uh, from the Misfits one of our like brother sister podcasts mm-hmm. um, and she also gave a really generous donation for Luke so I just want to say uh, she's at Lissa Punch on Twitter and I just wanted to say a huge huge thank you to both of them it's really really appreciated and uh, thank you very much excellent very cool Rob you had something that you wanted to address the group with before we go yes no it was me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. So I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, man. That's okay. uh, just with the uh, the uh, excitement and craziness of the 50th, we didn't get to get to our uh, TG Community Plays thing this week. Uh, but we're going to pick it up next week. Uh, we had a couple of people send in uh, what they've been playing, and uh, we did notice them. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and read them off next week uh, when, you know, during the pack show, uh, which is good because you guys are probably playing more games than me and Rob. Uh, that's true. Uh, so uh, we'll um we'll pick that back up next week. But we just wanted to make sure that we definitely acknowledged it. And we also got a couple other questions that we just didn't get a, uh, get a chance to to get to tonight. We had we had a couple emails that we wanted to read. So we'll we'll be able to do those next week as well. You might like never be able to play games again after this week. Why? You spend three hours sitting outside in Boston this time of year. You're gonna have like frostbite. Your fingers are gonna fall off. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I've gone I, I've gone snowboarding in in the, in the dead of winter before. It's gonna be fine. Snowboarding, you're moving around. You're just gonna be sat in one place have in like two on, degrees. Have you ever sat on a lift chair all the way to the top? <laughs> no, no. I've, we've talked about this before. Skiing is just not a good idea. Really, is I'm klutzy enough in real life. This is true. Eventually, I'll tell the story of when I skied off of a mountain. <laughs> Oh, did I ever tell you about the time that I was skiing? I purposefully went into a tree. Nice. Or uh, the time oh when God. I got stuck on a cross, what do they call cross, cross country skiing ski slope on regular skis with no poles. Just me and my mom. Oh, Good times. Dear. Hours. Yes. Hours to get back. I feel like we're going off the rails right now. We are. We're okay. doing so well. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, so if you guys want to get in touch with us, we are at talking underscore games on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash talking, uh, talking games, PC and talking games, PC at gmail.com is the email. If you want to tell us something long form, uh, check out the talking comics website that is talkingcomicbooks.com where you can find this podcast along with many others, including the talking comics podcast, which is at talking comics on Twitter and you can also find the Misfits podcast with our own Stephanie Cook, Mara Wood, and Alyssa Punch that Jackie had mentioned earlier. Uh, their past show, I believe, was based on the Star Wars prequels, of all things, where they did not mention Jar Jar Binks once. Imagine that. Oh, good for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you guys might want to check that out. Uh, we've also got Talking Valiant with uh, Adam Shaw and uh, Movies Talking, which is the talking movie show with Brian Verderosa. Uh, and as for Nick. And um, yeah, if you guys want to get in touch with us personally on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at dead underscore anchorus. Rob. I'm at dusk1020. Justin. I am at Joroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. And Jackie. At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. Awesome. All right. So that's going to do it for the 50th uh, Talking Games podcast. I just want to really quick 
say thank you to everybody for tuning in, uh, whether you're listening for the first time or have been you know, a long-time listener with us from the beginning or even the middle. Uh, we really appreciate your your listenership and your interacting with us and playing games with us and everything. It's been awesome. And uh, also, congratulations again to Jesse McKenzie for winning the Ike Amiibo. Uh, we will have more contests in the future. Um, so, yeah, I guess look forward to that, guys. And uh, we'll be back next week with PAX Talk and more games for you to hear about. So take care, be good, stay warm, and all of that jazz. Oh, <laughs>